All right, tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror, another episode is brought to you yet again by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company that proudly serves Plymouth and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own and believe in building their reputation on every job they do, even if it is an amity. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781-812-9189 or at shinethroughwindowcleaning.com. Their new website, that's shinethroughwindowcleaning.com. That's shine, T-H-R-U, window cleaning. Shine through. Shine through. Just to clarify, we're not traveling to Amity to clean your windows. (laughs) Just in case. Shine through. Window cleaning. Here's a swimming with bow-legged women. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws. What is up? It's another episode of America's Hometown Horror, episode 27. Holy smokes. 27. It is June. We are heading closer and closer to July, which means that summer is here and we are talking about the ultimate summer blockbuster, Jaws, tonight. Bum, bum, Woo! Nay, 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 Yes, of course. So here on our Jaws journey tonight, you've heard both of my co-hosts already. My name is Mike, by the way. We have Andrew. What's, What's up? up, guys? How are you? Doing good. And Been beautiful out. Cat. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. Good. How's I everything? Just, what? Sorry, I was what? just thinking. My brain was going off, and I was like, "Has there ever been a horror movie about jellyfish? Because that would be fucking terrifying." Dude, the jellyfish that are in the ocean <clears throat> right now are scary. Mm-hmm. The ones that are frequenting the uh, East Coast right now, or along the Marshfield. Yeah, we were down in Marshfield this past yeah. weekend, and there are some pretty big jellyfish, like uh, the size of like pretty decent sized plates, like, all around. Yeah. And apparently, they sting very painfully. So, what are uh, they called again? Fucking big, I forget. Scary jellyfish is what they're called. Like the only, <laughs> I, I know like the Portuguese man of war, uh, man of war of jellyfish, but I don't think those are them. But Mm-mm. anyway, we also have uh, our version of Jaws with us here in the podcast studio tonight. Otis chewing away on his bone, the official hound dog of America's hometown horror, who is chewing on a bone with his jaws as we speak. But uh, yeah, as we mentioned, I am so fucking excited to talk about Jaws tonight. It's one of, if not my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> You'll crack yourself a Narragansett, neighbors, because before we get into Jaws, we have a couple of news items of the week, and here we go! Great. First item. So excited. First item. <laughs> Courtesy of our friends over at Bloody Disgusting, where you may have read something by me at some point in time, there was news that dropped this week that they are rebooting the VHS series, and they're going to do a new movie called VHS 94. 
Now, I know that I, in the past, have said that this is one of my favorite horror anthology uh, movie series, uh, more modern ones at least. Why 94? I don't know. Apparently, it's going to be set in 1994. Oh, that then that answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so apparently, instead of it being uh, separate segments that are different stories each time, which sets this new entry apart from the previous films, is that it's going to be the first uh, in the entire series to be presented in a single fluid narrative uh, with each section linked up. So, in other words, rather than have the individual segments stand on their own, which is traditionally how horror movie anthologies play out, all of these stories will be building towards telling one larger story. Now... I know that I am in for this movie. I love these movies. Andrew, have you seen any of these yet? I've seen parts of them. I just need to watch them. I know I've showed you. Watch, I've like, showed you clips, clips of Safe of Haven from VHS two. The first one's awesome. Uh, the first two are pretty good. The third one is not very good. Cat, have you watched any of these movies yet? Aside from with me? Uh, not aside with you. Okay. Not aside cool. with you. <laughs> no, was that uh, what was, was that? that English. Um, English. <laughs> Not uh, beside Not you. Not uh, beside you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I really like these. Do I like these? It's fine. It you're wouldn't t- really be a shock. You're entitled to your terrible opinion. Um, That's fine. I do like the concept that you just said, though, that like there's a bunch of different stories that all lead up to one story. I think that's kind of cool. I like yeah. how she had to ask you if she liked it. Did I like this? Um, well, we, we watched, watched, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> we... Um, Watched this a really long time ago. I feel like you were still living in Quincy when I watched this. So yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, they, they, they've been out for a while, but I think know. I only watched it that one time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love these movies, and uh, needless to say, I am excited for the next installment, which again comes produced by our friends over at Bloody Disgusting. Next news topic: If you are listening to the show right now, season two of the Twilight Zone reboot is available on CBS All Access. Now, I have said on numerous occasions before on this podcast that uh, I didn't really have too much use for season one. I thought it sucked. I thought it was uh, pandering, and while the original Twilight Zone had plenty of political commentary in it, the new produced Twilight Zone series, season one at least, uh, was about as subtle with the political commentary as a sledgehammer to the fucking face. Um, I like a little nuance in my Twilight Zone episodes. I mean, Andrew is a fellow yeah. Twilight Zone connoisseur. I watched that. I didn't. I didn't see season one of it. Yep, uh, the new one. So I have no idea. But I don't know. I don't want to watch CBS. CBS. What is it? CBS Access? I don't. CBS have All no. Access. So you can actually sign up for a free trial. And the different thing about this season is actually so. When we signed up for it last they're summer, available. they're all available now. Oh, so Whereas now when I we signed up for it last time. Uh, each Twilight Zone episode was being released each week, so we actually had to pay for it for, I think, two months, which was ten bucks, so um, wasn't really a huge fan. There were a few standout episodes, but overall I wasn't really a huge fan. What's interesting about this season, one of the producers of the show released a photo today, uh, as of this recording, that they are doing a sequel to the Two Serve Man episode, Mm. which is one of the most famous episodes of the original Twilight Zone run, which will feature the return of the Kanamets, uh, basically those nine-foot-tall Indians with the extended, huge brain heads that have, like, little goatees. Like, you, you, if you see a picture of them, you'd know exactly what I was talking about. Uh, this episode of The Twilight Zone was actually famously parodied in the very first Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, yep. where basically uh, Kang and Kodos step in for the Canimates, and they're basically trying to fatten up the Simpsons before they eat them, and they keep having the gags about what the actual title of the book is. Is it... To serve this yeah. episode, to serve man has been mentioned in popular culture like oh, yeah. forever. Oh yeah, it's a bunch in, of it's like in everything. 
Yes. It's like that well known. It sure is. It's an amazing episode. So yeah, if you're into the Twilight Zone, you want to give it a you want to give it a looky loo. It's out now. You can check it out on CBS All Access. The uh, producer is Jordan Peele. He also narrates all the episodes as the new Rod Serling, and there are a pretty good selection of uh, of guest stars that are going to appear in these episodes. Yeah. So the Twilight Zone season two out now. Next and final topic. Thank God. And perhaps the best topic to talk about coming on. July 1st to Netflix is a rebooted version of Unsolved Mysteries. With Angela Lansbury? Did you hear about this? With Angela Lansbury? No, not with Angela. Wasn't she on Unsolved Mysteries? No, that was Murder, She Wrote. Oh, Murder, Murder, She Wrote. This is like a factual (laughs) documentary type show. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries. How many mysteries did Unsolved Mysteries lead to them solving? Unsolved Mysteries had Robert Stack. Uh, Fantastic. The music is so... Beavis and Butthead do America fame. The music for that is like... So creepy. Yep, like, it like sure that. is. And the same music. so there's a trailer out now that you can watch. All six episodes will be available on Netflix on July 1st, like I mentioned. Uh, they kept the music, a variation of the music, which sounds a little bit more modern. Uh, See, I think what I like about it was that it didn't sound modern. As you're slamming things on the table. I didn't mean it was an accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, July first. I am uh, I am rock hard for this. Can't yeah, I can't wait, wait for it to, to come see out. Angela Lansbury. Awesome. I'm gonna have a rock. Uh, I'm pretty sure Angela Lansbury is dead. I'm pretty sure is she dead. Oh, I'm gonna have look it up, up right now. Look it up, look it up right, right now. Let's I'm gonna see have a Robert Stack in my pants. A Robert pants. Stack in my pants. Hey Google, is Angela Lansbury dead? She she has nothing to do with Unsolved Mysteries anyway. Oh, she's alive. She's alive! How about that? Angela Lansbury, alive, in How fact. Old is she? Uh, Gotta be she 90. She was born in 1943. She's only five years younger than my dad. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, that's really scary. Okay, well, hey. <laughs> Breaking news, Angela Lansbury, alive, but will not be in the Unsolved Mysteries uh, reboot yeah. on Netflix. 77. Excuse me. 77. Okay, actually, that's younger than I thought she would be. I, yeah, I'm kind of shocked, because I feel like she looked old when she was young. Yeah, I feel like she's always looked old. Yeah, yeah. she's always looked the same. Yeah, that's really weird. Also coming to Netflix in July, a couple of awesome horror movies and some new stuff that you might not have seen. Paranormal Activity, the original one, the best one. Poltergeist, which is a classic. Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. Splice. And Winchester, which came out recently about the Winchester Mystery House out in California. And that is what I got for the news, you guys. Thank God. Anything else you want to add or anything else new, relevant, that you want to talk about? Pass. I brought something up earlier, <laughs> but I can't remember what I sent you. It was like that, the fuck was that about? Oh, uh, fuck, what was it? Shit, I don't know. We'll I could probably look it. at my phone, but. Yeah, we'll think of it. It's okay. It work. All right, we're on to the topic of the night. I am so fucking psyched to talk about this movie. As I like to pronounce it, Yaws. Yaws. Yaws, indeed. As I sit directly next to a little poster of Jaws that's in our podcast studio slash uh, our basement. What? What that is, is that? Shocking. She was only 28 in bed. over <laughs> Angela Lansbury. Dude, what the fuck? She was only 28 in bed knobs and broomsticks. That's insane because she looks like 40. Okay. I, I'm just sorry. I can't get over this whole... How old she is right now. I hope now. she's not listening. You're probably hurting her feelings. No, I, I like her, mm. but I just... Oh my god! Like I, can't, she was twenty eight. Have you seen that movie? Probably. When you were a kid, bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, like, probably. Rubs the knob on the bed and like they fly to something. <laughs> 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 rubs the knob on the bed. Oh my god, that was that should be a t-shirt mm-hmm. right there. She rubs the knob on the bed, or else it gets the hose again. 
or else, or else it gets anal like, again. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, we all know what you meant. It like. <laughs> all right, I'll stop. Oh <laughs> all right, it's just so shocking. <laughs> so, despite the first ten minutes of this podcast, we're not talking about Angela Lansbury tonight. <laughs> Tonight's episode, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> How horrifying was she? Why does she look so old all the time? Is she, she in fact undead? Like I gotta say, that's you're you're not in a bad realm of where we could go with like a sub podcast mm. because talking about weird stuff like that for like an hour would be pretty funny <laughs> to see where that would lead. Like like that we would talk be about, if we talk about Angela Lansbury for an hour, where do you think that would end? Uh, with me killing myself <laughs> with a bolt in the brain. No, it wouldn't end with Angela Lansbury. We'd be onto something completely different. Oh yeah, the end. Of like course. it would be a nice way to just segue into. Randomly... Like that'd be a good Twitter account to start. Uh, and is Angela Lansbury dead? Twitter account. And every day you could just tweet. Nope. She's nope. only seventy-seven. Not I thought today. she was going to be like one hundred and two. Just oh, put, for sure. Just put a quote from murder she wrote every for sure. day. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you so we're not talking... Mysteries? All right, enough with Angela Lansbury. <laughs> we're not talking about Angela Lansbury. We're talking about Jaws. Jaws, okay? Jaws. Quint would be very disappointed. I love him. You love who? The Narragansett Man. You don't even know his fucking name. It's Quint. Oh, my God. That's because I just said it. You would have said Quinn. This is going to be an incredibly enjoyable and frustrating podcast for me to navigate tonight. I can already fucking tell. Of course. So Jaws is a 1975 (laughs) blockbuster suspense horror thriller action adventure movie, which is the directorial debut, aside from a TV movie, of a Richard Matheson story called Duel of Steven Spielberg currently celebrating as of a few days ago its 45th anniversary and an interesting fact during this pandemic the only movie theaters that have been open as of recently are drive-in movie theaters so what they're doing is they're releasing older movies because they don't want to release new shit they want to make money on some old shit that they've put out i think it's a great idea great idea way to expose younger kids to movies they maybe haven't seen before like well and feel that I've seen like one movie. In this will warm your nostalgic theater, cockles here, my friend, because this past weekend at the cockles, yes, <laughs> this past weekend at the box office in the movies, the top two: number one, Jurassic Park; number two, Jaws, on its 45th anniversary. Both Spielberg movies. Both phenomenal movies. Both, both phenomenal yes. movies. Both perfect movies for a drive-through. Um, mm-hmm. Is Jurassic Park technically like a horror movie? Can no. Yes. Talk about it? I would say yes. it has horror elements. Horror elements. I it's mean, not it's a it's, it's movie. horror as in this is horror. Mm, um, this is scarier than Jurassic Park. No, this Park. is. Uh, mm, I don't know. There's a lot more dinosaurs, and you, know, you are on land and dinosaurs. There's there's only one shark, and he can kill three people. So that's pretty impressive. But he only kills one of them. And he's on the wild versus so all of I'll the take, dinosaurs being contained. I would say that the T-Rex is far scarier than Jaws. Well, the T-Rex can walk on land. So yeah. there you go. But he's supposed to be contained. Supposed that's the be. theory that's... of when they go there that they are supposed to be safe. But uh, 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 a life f- finds a way. <laughs> so they got out. All the, all, Jeff, all the dinosaurs. That that's my Jeff that's Goldblum my Jeff Goldblum impression. My uh, terrible Jeff Goldblum impression. Yes. Um. So what movie are we talking about again tonight? So we're talking about Jaws. Yeah. We're talking about Jaws. Not Jurassic Park. And we're going to start off here. Let's just let's talk about the movie a little bit. We'll talk about your day. We'll talk about Jaws, and I will start since this is my little pet project here. Okay. So Jaws arguably is my favorite movie of all time. Whenever I have the conversation, it's usually between Jaws. Alien, Goodfellas, and Halloween. Yes, I already mentioned the Jaws poster directly to my left, but 
you weren't listening. Uh, no. That's okay. Nobody ever listens to me. That's correct. Yeah, so <laughs> this is arguably my favorite movie. I, I think if I really gun, gun to my head... Yeah, it, that's broken glass, Andrew. It's interesting that, the, <laughs> that it's right in between his jaws on the... Uh, Yes, Ooh. it is, actually, yeah. Yes. That's what I was pointing at. Yes. So, so when we moved, the uh, Jaws picture that is right next to Mike has a crack right in the middle of it. Yeah, um, that's a shame. Yeah. But we put it up anyway for now, because it's going to all my favorite thing ever. reframed. Yeah, it's I great. Think. Or we're gonna then, just going to take the glass out and, you know, whatever. Well, I was going to take the glass out, but then Andrew just pointed out that it's cracked right where he's kind of biting. So yeah. maybe we just leave it. That's kind of a good point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, this is arguably my favorite movie of all time. Gun to my head, probably my favorite. It's your top monster other than uh, the Xenomorph, right? So we actually, I I ruled that that Jaws the Shark was out of the monster movie draft because it's just an animal. Yeah. It's an animal. So we said like no Jaws. King Kong could be in it though. We said no Jaws, no King Kong, and we said no Cujo, like anything that was a regular animal. We haven't done animals yet. We can do animals. I mean, I guess though. we could. Yes, that'd be pretty. Ba- I mean, that'd be it'd be all the same. We'd have to like really. We'd all have the same favorite. I want the yeah. raptors from Jurassic Park. Okay. Well, we can save that for the animal draft. <laughs> Does that count though? Because that's a dinosaur. It's an animal. Yeah, it's more of a bird. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pterodactyl, not a raptor. Okay. Raptors are on the ground. <laughs> While there are movies that scare me more now, I'm not sure there's a movie that ever scared me more viscerally because it's real life yeah right you're a big proponent of real life happen to you Mm -hmm. that's what scares me the most this movie made people afraid of the ocean fuck the ocean it made people afraid of water in general yep when i first saw it my dad love you dad mean it showed this to me at way too young of an age i was scared shitless it's one of my dad's favorite movies too if not his i would say probably too i went to a pool party the next day i was just seven years old (laughs) i did not go in the water I was fucking terrified. I was pissing myself. Not literally, but... Have you ever so, been swimming in a pool and you go, there's a shark? Yes. No, oh, my God. Isn't. Of course. But for it's some a pool reason, filled like, with chlorine and there's sharks. <laughs> no, there's not. Sharks but that's, that's laser what I mean. beams on their This movie instills that fear in you. That's a little young to... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of the unknown. I still won't go into the ocean over my head to this day. I won't even go up past my waist, for Christ's sake. Because out here in Massachusetts, well, you have your dad there are great whites. That. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Dad. Appreciate it. Great whites. Uh, this movie also made people completely terrified of sharks. You can also thank this movie for Shark Week, because without Jaws, there would be no Shark oh, Week. Oh, I'm so excited for Shark Week. Mm-hmm. And, as you just said, it's entirely plausible. Oh, yeah. There's nothing about this movie that feels stretched, that is, you know, couldn't really happen in real life. I mean, as we just watched courtesy of Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments, it's not like a shark hasn't ever eaten anybody. They could be in knee-deep water. Uh-huh, exactly. I mean, they don't need to be in waist-deep yep. water. And this movie contains some of the most iconic scenes in movie history. You're going to need a bigger boat. The USS Indianapolis scene. The opening scene. Smile, with you Chrissy son Watkins. of a bitch. Smile, you son of a bitch. I will go as far to say, not only is it one of the greatest horror movies ever made, if not the greatest... One of the greatest overall movies ever made. One of Hot the most take. One of the most timeless movies ever made. Yeah, yeah, There's I no, think it's timeless. Does this, yeah. I mean, do, does this movie feel dated to you at all? No, coming out forty-five years ago. I feel like I watch a lot of movies from the seventies, and they feel old to me when I no, watch. This is like, my personal this taste. This could have came out last year. It, yeah, I, I feel like it, it translates translates very well because it, it's. Well, it would be tough to do a remake because yeah. it looks the same. If this movie part. ever gets remade, I will. 
riot outside the movie theaters yeah. I, with signs I will pick it well you know it will be yeah okay. I'm, I'm sure at some point Hollywood will run out of ideas and they'll do something a reboot a remake a, a legacy sequel to Jaws well, there's a bunch you, you know, wait for it it's coming you know coming. who would be in it Jason Statham because he already <sighs> helped with the yeah he punched a shark and Meg that movie was not it was okay it was meh. also uh, Jaws also launched the career of one John Williams with arguably the greatest movie score ever made. Mm-hmm. I would say has to be right up yeah. there. The music is as much of a factor in this movie as anything else. As the shark, as the actors, as Spielberg. 100%. This is before John Williams did Star Wars, before he did Superman, before he did any of the Indiana Jones uh-huh. movies, before he did Home Alone. Absolutely. So yeah, this also <laughs> launched... Yeah, it was like 1992. <laughs> Honestly, what did how long ago? He traveled into the future and you know, the Home Alone you know school. Was in Home Alone? She was 27 years old. Yeah. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Angela Lansbury. She's going to fucking hijack this whole podcast, that old bitch. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, I mean, I could gush about this movie forever, but I should probably let you guys talk about it a little bit. Andrew, what makes this movie so special to you? Um, the acting is... Fin- this movie is all acting and diet, like... This movie doesn't work if the dialogue and the acting isn't perfect. Yeah. And it's borderline perfect. Quint is the MVP. We're not, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Yep. But I think it's the fact that he's drunk the entire time. Oh, yeah. Not just in the movie. Like, oh, in we'll real to, life, yeah, he's we'll, got we'll, those we'll glassy that. eyes. That motherfucker's hammered. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes it so genuine because he's a sea He can captain barely talk. He's like, delivered the bomb. Delivered the bomb. He delivered the, like, that's how he's supposed Hiroshima to be. Hiroshima bomb. Right. perfect. And Dreyfus was perfect. Scheider, Lorraine Gary, Marty Vaughn. of the group, so you have a scientist, <laughs> a sea captain, or like ex-military. Yep. And then you have the police chief. The police chief. And who do you think would be the nerd? The scientist. Yeah, right. probably. But it's not. It's, it's Roy. Yeah, Roy Scheider. Well, Scheider. he's not necessarily the nerd. He's kind of nerdy. Hooper is the nerd, but... But Hooper's a but relatable nerd. Chief Brody is afraid of the ocean, so he kind of turns into the nerd, right. I would yeah. say. He's just afraid of the it's water, like, which... But it's interesting, like... Mirrors the fear of the audience. It's one of those movies where, like, you meet the characters at the beginning and you think you haven't pegged them, and then all of a sudden it shifts. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. I like it. Kat, what about you as a relatively new uh, viewer of this movie? Tell us why you didn't watch this movie for so long and what you think of it. I, I was going to get into that. Okay. So, um... <laughs> when Mike and I started dating about nine... Years ago, I had told him that I hadn't seen Jaws. For, I, I almost I spit out my coffee. Well, I wasn't even drinking any. Um, almost left. I grew up <laughs> summering in Green Harbor, right? Like literally out there is P Town and the Atlantic Ocean. There, um, it's not really in a bay. It takes like the brunt of storms, like the seawall collapses. So you are like in the ocean in the coldest water in the world. I feel like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. <clears throat> I, as a kid, used to go out at night over my head. One of my, my, one of my best friend's dad used to take us, like, out at night and, like, go way over our heads and be like, Bleh! and used to do the whole Jaws thing and, like, grab our legs and stuff. And we'd be like, oh, my God. But, like, we were all really good swimmers. And then, like, the neighbors would yell at us and whatever. But, you know, it was all worth it. It was so fun. And, like, even as an adult, admittingly so, in my early 20s, I used to come back from bars, and I used to walk on the beach, because they live right across the street from the beach, so I'd go to, like, the old ocean deck, where they had a picture of Quint yep. right when you walked in, that I used to call the Narragansett Man, and we have tons of pictures with him. We sure do. <laughs> Actually, well, so I, I'm, I'm going to be putting out on Instagram a bunch of our Jaws-related uh, photos have that we have. so many pictures yeah. from yeah, there. Yeah, because I actually thought of that. It's so sad. It's yeah. not there anymore. R.I.P. the ocean deck. You know what you could do, yeah. which would be kind of fun? 
get to take a picture of Otis making that like up look oh, and then put great. jaws on it. Oh, yeah. that'd be funny. Pause called pause. <laughs> so yeah, I I grew up you Sorry. know really it's close to the water, going out deep over my head, not caring. I mean, even on my floaty, I'll like mm-hmm. to this day I'll go and I'll just like kick as far as I want, way over You're my right. head. You should have gotten eaten by a shark by now. I should have been eaten by a shark by you have now. No respect no, for the ocean. No. But now, like, after, honestly, after seeing this movie, I have a whole new paranoia that I never had before. And I'm so mad that I do because I feel like I just loved going out deep and, like, just sitting out there and feeling like I was one with the water. Yeah. And, like, I was alone and not moving and I had my beer in my lap and I was just sitting out there staring at the sun, like, having a good time Mm -hmm. and... Big Daddy's back. Oh, yeah. At, are, like, in the last 10 years, it's changed. If you download the yeah. Shark Tracker app, it is crazy it's to all those see goddamn how seals. So it's called, it's called Sharktivity. It's uh, made by the Atlantic White Shark Conservatory, which we went out to go see their actual their facility out in Chatham. We went to Chatham. Oh, my God, Which it was, was awesome. really, go really fucking if you cool. Can. Yeah, that's awesome. If you're ever out in the Cape and you want to check that out. So um, what I was going to say was, so safe to say this was a conscious decision by you to not watch this movie for Um, so many years. Mm Yeah, totally. And then you were like, you need to see Jaws. And yeah, that's how you sound like. So then we watched it one day and I was like, ugh. And Charlie, one of my best friends, Charlie, he was like, he's seen it forever. But I would always just be like, no, pass. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm all set. So It's the ultimate 4th of July movie. Right it's, before you go on the family vacation to the beach, you should sit down, watch Jaws. Well, now it's, and a, now it's a ritual Don't go to the beach. during the fourth. Yeah. So, I mean, but... And also, if you're a Massachusetts resident, this is arguably the best movie that ever takes place in Massachusetts, I would say. It's got to be up there. I guess I'm just happy that I lived I like 20 some odd years, like, fearless of the ocean. Until i got to say, this movie, is why so. I don't go to the beach anymore. Not because of that, but because of the fact that I have no desire to go into the water. Because it's terrifying and there's sharks everywhere anyway. And also... It's fine. So yeah. I have no desire to go to the beach anymore because I'm just going to be hot with sand all uh, over me Andrew. and sun have to be smothering myself in sunblock because if you don't, you fall asleep for 20 minutes, you wake up roasted. You like, don't find that None of that sounds enjoyable. The relaxing? Water, the water is. Yeah. Right. But there's nothing that's relaxing the in the water. No, but you just look at the water. Well, you could just look at the, the back of my eyelids and go to sleep. Right. Maybe set up an there's umbrella, read a nice a book, I don't know about you guys, podcast. but when I try to take a nap, I try not to take it in direct sunlight in... Uh, oh, that's why I said an, umber- why an umbrella. Too. Under my umbrella. Mm-hmm. Under my umbrella. No, I don't Ella, know. It just doesn't Ella, do... I mean, I Ella, like drinking beers a, on the beach, a. but you can also drink beers pretty Anywhere. much everywhere. Yeah. So I think I just like drinking beers more than that. I anything. like the beach. Where does this movie me. rank, like, all time for you? Is this a personal favorite? Like, you take it or leave it? What, a, what do you think? So it's, it's almost like... I've seen it so many times. It's just such a good movie. That I almost forget about it. Not that I like. I just. It's just. It's almost like it's in a whole other level. So it doesn't even get like it's it doesn't a even like if somebody it's... says I'm not gonna say Jaws. Ugh, fucking yeah, no shit. It's Jaws. Jaws is in its own level. Yeah. You don't even need to bring it up. It is one of the best movies ever made. So that's yeah. how I look at it. What about you? Any sense. I like it. Like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, I yes. Is that a heart? Is that a two thumbs way way up? No, no, no. like two, I, I, I. You sounds know, like a one thumb enthusiast. For, no, it scarred me for life. But you know, in the same sense, maybe it's a thumb and a pinky. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a thumb and a pinky. Like a what up, bro? Yeah, what up? Yeah, what up, Jaws? Because it's like I'm happy I watched it. It kind of was life altering because now I'm kind of nervous to go on the water. All right, well, let me give you this. I'll give you so, some hypotheticals. Okay, I already know the answers to all these. Jaws or Scream? 
Scream. Jaws or The Ring? The Ring. Jaws or Cabin in the Woods? Jaws. Jaws or The Grudge? Ooh, close. Tie. No tie. No tie. There's no tie. There's no tie. Pick one. Uh, the Grudge. Okay. All right. So, needless to say. No, Jaws. I did Jaws. Okay. The grudge. All right. So, you actually went two for two there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. So, a couple quick facts about Jaws before we dive she into our categories. What movies are better than others, right? <laughs> I know. I'm like, why do you get to say what's good? Is this in your top? Because it is. Because there's a general ranking do you think of these. You're he's like going the based off of our he's, club. No, or he's something? going. He's going based off of the general. I will fight you. Ranking. Not you. You're a female. But I will fight you if you are, if you sit wife. there and you tell me oh, that Jaws the Grudge is, is a better movie than Jaws. Yeah, I will fight you. Who you're asking? Um, you didn't fight her. No, I'm saying she. I would not oh, fight Jaws her. Jaws is ten times better than all those. Oh my god! Of course. So why we? I didn't. I was surprised that that was. Even I'm talking about her personal oh. preferences. I don't think you should be talking about violence and like being violent towards your wife on the podcast. Let me let me he rephrase. Said he, <laughs> he said he wouldn't. I said I wouldn't. Three, so I, four would times. Then? Me. Just yes, I'm Andrew. Yes. He just said me. My other co-host. Me. me. Yeah. We're going to fight later. Hey, okay. Not really. Though, we're, no. we're allowed to have opinions here. Again, no matter how wrong they right. are. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Great. So Jaws was based on a 1974 Fantastic. novel that was written by Peter Benchley called, wait for it, Jaws, Yaws, which itself was inspired by the uh, Jersey Shore shark attacks of 1916, where four people were killed between July 1st and July 12th by... A great white shark. So that is where didn't they swim up the rivers? Uh, I, I I think they did. I read a little bit about it. I didn't come across that about I the Jersey Shore shark attacks. Bull sharks could go up rivers. Well, bull, bull sharks are the only sharks that can swim in fresh water and salt water. So like you see bull sharks down south. Like there's been rumors of like bull sharks in the bayou down in Louisiana and Alabama and all that shit. Yeah. As the resident reader on this show, I have read the book, the Peter Benchley book. There is are some. Anyways, just said that. Oh. She was busy in La La Land. I was busy getting myself another seltzer. That's two feet away. Yeah, I know. So you couldn't hear him? I just wasn't listening. It's okay. Oh, okay, there we go. So having read Jaws by Peter Benchley, there are several differences between the book and the movie, and some of which I actually thought might have made the movie slightly different, okay? Some of them are not so major. Some are pretty big. So, for instance, uh, in the book, Amity takes place. It's it's in New York. Is that the name of the book? The name of the book is Jaws. Oh, <laughs> are, again, Amity. any questions about the book, just don't ask because you missed the whole thing about the book. So right. you, now you've lost I'll privileges. Just stop talking. Yes. Go ahead, Michael. Precisely. Again, the Nailed. book is called Jaws. In the book Amity, which is the town where Jaws takes place. Well, you just said in the book Amity. That's why I just asked if the book was named Amity. In the book, comma, <laughs> Amity is That's the town where Jaws <laughs> takes place, and in the book. Amity, in the book, comma, I think you Amity have, you have a long is in New York. <laughs> after, after Amity, you just have like a very long pause. That's why I was like, in the book, Amity. And I was like, oh, so the in book's the, named Amity? <laughs> in the original story, comma, comma, Amity is in New York. And in the movie, Amity... Is in Massachusetts. So you did that and it was again. filmed in Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> also, in the book, uh, at the end, Brody, Chief Brody, is the only survivor of the main three characters. Hooper and uh, Quint both die. Uh, Quint, actually, in the book, though, is not eaten by the shark, as in the movie. Uh, Peter Benchley wanted to make a conscious decision to have some of the Jaws story comparable to Moby Dick. So, when they're trying to kill the shark at the end of the book, 
Quint keeps harpooning the shark, and he gets his foot caught in part of the rope tied to a harpoon, oh. and he gets dragged underwater and is drowned. So he's not actually eaten uh, uh, by the shark. To me, that's a more fitting way for him because he says, mm-hmm. I don't, that's why I don't wear a life jacket. He's, he's supposed to be like Captain Ahab He shouldn't. He Dick. shouldn't be eaten by a shark because mm-hmm. that's like... That's just not fair to him. He mm-hmm. didn't deserve that. He should have just drowned, because that's how, how he wanted to go if it was the option. Exactly. Poor Quint. Yeah, so Quint died a different way. Uh, Hooper also died in the book, did not die in the movie. When, yeah, same scene in the book, he goes into the shark ta- uh, shark cage, excuse me, and basically the, sh- the cage gets ripped apart, and he gets eaten instead of escaping. Were, was that, was he in the second one? Hooper? Yeah. No. I was wondering if that was the reasoning, but otherwise there's no reasoning to have him live in the movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe just to give uh, Brody some company li- when he's paddling home at that the was end. It. Maybe, yeah, pretty much. I say more death, more death. Just yeah. kill them all. Obviously, at the end of this movie, the shark is also killed. Uh, in the movie, it's uh, blown up by the smile, you son of a bitch shot. Smile, you son of a bitch! Quint is harpooning the shark, and eventually the shark just succumbs to all of its stab wounds and dies. So not as climactic as the movie. Obviously, they wanted to spice it up uh, for Spielberg's big first blockbuster. Another couple interesting things. The reason the beaches are kept open in the book is because the mayor of Amity is under pressure from the mafia to keep real estate prices high. So that's why he actually keeps the beaches open, which that I think is well, I a think very a interesting way, angle. Like you, like, so, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Not that you should ever do a remake of Jaws. But if you were going to do a movie not named Jaws, call it something different, mm-hmm. and play off of the same <clears throat> general storyline, but then you could really Mouth. play on that whole, the mob, you could have Ray Liotta in it, yeah. maybe Al Pacino. That would be, that, that would be an stuff. interesting angle to take to it. Just another, another layer to the story, right? And in addition to that, another one that they left out, which I thought would have added to the story. So in the book, Hooper is actually not nerdy, like Richard Dreyfus, he's supposed to be like an attractive younger guy, actually has an affair with Chief Brody's wife. Wow. Yeah. Spicy. Interesting, huh? Well, they, what was this movie? Right. This movie was, wait, what, PG? Rated PG. This is before PG-13. So there's a See, reason. See, so you could get... Rated yeah, PG you and you could, could get a side the, tip. The scariest PG movie ever made, arguably besides, off, like, Poltergeist. What PG movie do you get boob in? Uh, you don't see a full boob. In it's this. side boob. It's, it's, it's pretty much side, side boob. There's side boob though. Yeah, but that's I would call it. I would call it partial nudity. I don't know if I've ever seen side boob <clears throat> in a PG movie. But like Probably. that graphic of like deaths as a PG movie. Mm. Like you see someone's leg like just floating in the bottom well, of the Mike ocean. Mike was seven like, when he saw it, so right? that makes sense. I know. But so you can't blame your dad. Yeah. I mean, no, I know. No. I know. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. So Hooper had an affair with Brody's wife, just banging but his wife. But if you didn't see nice. it when you were younger, would you be as obsessed with it? Probably not. So exactly. I believe me, I, I don't. So I don't blame my dad stress. for anything here. I, I, I should how be afraid was, of open uh, how water. How long was Hooper on the island? Was he just like what up and you started banging? Yeah, I don't know. Probably. It, like he's there for like two days yeah. and then they leave. I think if I remember correctly, there's some sort of backstory where she like knew his family or something. He was originally from there and he came back for the. Well, he like, does come over for dinner. Shark. And they brings the well. Wine that I think that actually the, happened. Yeah, yep. and there's yep. very a lot of chemistry going on. So they left that little bit. Maybe they're just leaving that up for interpretation. Yeah. So one of the most infamous things about Jaws behind the scenes that it had an, a notoriously disastrous production. Uh, it was the first movie to actually be filmed on the ocean. Do you know this? Uh, I did know that, yes. Yep. So it was filmed off of Martha's Vineyard right here in Massachusetts. 
and before this movie, oceanic cinematography was usually filmed on lakes, ponds, more still water, or on sound stages, or on miniaturized sets. So basically, because they were filming on salt water, this caused all sorts of problems for the production of the movie. The shooting schedule went three times longer than it was initially scheduled to go, uh, and it went millions, millions of 70s dollars over budget, which would be That's a, lot of money a huge manatee of a catastrophe <clears throat> in today's day. This would be like if... It would be almost on the scale of like a Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice style disaster type of thing. Uh, but so, they yeah. made up for it overall. They made up for it overall, and I will... Yeah, so basically... The, you know, the movie's problems during production actually ended up benefiting, and in the end it was almost kind of like a perfect storm of events, right? So I like that movie. Yeah, the perfect <laughs> the Massachusetts movie. Yeah, there you go. Wahlberg and George Clooney, two yeah. douchebags just in, oh, on a boat in a great. storm. John yeah. C. Riley. John C. Riley, he's great. Um, so the Sharks, they had three animatronic sharks that continuously broke down while filming due to the ocean water. The salt water kept uh, eroding at all, oh, yeah. everything in, inside, and it drastically affected how often the shark is seen in the movie. Uh, so obviously this would have been a much different movie if the sharks had actually worked. But, you know, I've said this before, like a lot of other movies, this movie, for you don't see the shark for the first... 75% of the movie. Right. You see glimpses of it, but you don't actually see the full shark. So you're just imagining it in your head so, what it looks and like. And what you sometimes imagine is scarier than what you actually see. And right. people will tell you that, oh, the shark looks fake, it's dated. This movie, as we said, holds up incredibly well. I mean, for 1975, that's a pretty goddamn good-looking shark. But oh, yeah. I think, like you said, though, if that shark appeared more, you'd start to look at me like, that's so cheap. Yeah, right? Fake. Like, yeah. that's what helped, because the shark in my head is so much scarier than a rubber shark, essentially. Yeah. Right. And how did they not know that the salt water was going to break it down? Were Dude, they, they, were, yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they were breaking ground. These were, like, you know, people at the top of their field designing these yeah, robot sharks. so no one sharks, had ever done it. They're like, like, this should be yeah. fine. It's just salt water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know. So, fun fact about the sharks. So, Spielberg named all three of the sharks Bruce, uh, named after his lawyer. And there's Bruce in Finding Nemo. That's what it's named after. Bruce. Jaws. Why well, trust a shark, right? Exactly. So th- uh, three sharks were made. Each of them had specialized functions and were used in different portions of the movie while filming. Each of them cost $250,000 a piece Ooh. in 1975 money. So yes. whatever inflation that is, that's a lot. That's probably almost uh, you know, close to a million a shark, I would guess. Damn. Over a half million, I would think. Easily. Wow. So, Andrew, you talked about this a little bit before, but uh, so Hooper and Quint hate each other in the movie, and this also carried over behind the scenes. Richard Dreyfuss and Robert Shaw actually did not get along on set. They fought constantly, and a lot of the drama was caused by Robert Robert Shaw's alcohol abuse. Uh, Basically, during filming, he'd be drinking between scenes. The first attempt where they tried to film the USS Indianapolis monologue speech uh, Robert Shaw was so drunk they couldn't use any of it. He had to be put to bed. And he actually called Steven Spielberg the next morning begging for his forgiveness and asking for one more shot at doing the scene. Wow. So apparently he sobered up. The next night they went to go film it again, filmed it in one take, and that is what is in the movie. That scene right there. You can feel that vibe too with him in um, 
Dreyfus, too, like mm-hmm. when he's getting ready to tell the story and he grabs his arm. Oh, yeah. That's like a real arm grab. That's oh, yeah. like a stop fucking laughing. Because he was probably, like, some of that laughter that he was using was probably mm-hmm. like, you're an idiot drunk. Yeah. Shut oh, the fuck I, up. I love the dynamic between those two characters. Quint constantly just ripping on Hooper is just so awesome. Hooper, quit playing with yourself and get down here. Hooper drives the boat, chief. All, like, all of his lines, he's just trying to constantly put down Hooper, and I just fucking love it. I mean, it was probably... I wonder if it was even written that way or if he was just like, you know what, fuck you. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it worked out better. I think it was probably written like that to an extent, but obviously their relationship kind of added to that oh, a little bit. Oh, it's perfect. Like, that, the trio mm-hmm. on the boat, that movie is that movie without that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, basically, so in in the movie, the name of the boat that, uh, that Quint, Hooper, and Chief Brody are all on is named the Orca, which is another name for a killer whale. They kill sharks. And at the end of the movie, when the shark attacks the boat, the boat sinks. Turns out the boat the boat actually sank in real life on the set, which really? caused a panic. Uh, basically, and it was because the way they shot the scenes where the boat actually was like when the sh- it's simulating where the shark is like hitting the boat, and the boat like rocks and everybody falls down. What they did for those shots was they attached some sort of an anchor or something to the bottom of the boat. And they hooked it up to a speedboat, and they'd have the speedboat go full tilt, and then basically the line would catch, and the boat would just rock and knock people over, and that's how they filmed those shots. Turns out, not that great of an idea, because they did it two or three times, and it ripped a hole in the hull of the boat. <laughs> so it caused them to start taking on water incredibly fast. <laughs> so yeah. So the, that's, uh, that, that makes that scene even better, though, uh-huh. too. Like, sometimes real-life stuff, like... There was at one point, and, uh, you know, even being from Massachusetts, living here my whole life, never actually been to the vineyard before, but supposedly there is an area of uh, the vineyard on the beach where you can see a portion of the original orca from the movie that was salvaged from the ocean. Huh. Yeah, like the skeleton of it or something like that. But yeah, pretty cool. Uh, There were many sequels that were made to Jaws, all of terrible quality. Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, and Jaws the Revenge all stink. Jaws 2 is alright I guess it's uh, Chief Brody's in that one along with his family but no Hooper, no Quint because obviously Quint gets devoured and uh, do you know the only character to appear in all four Jaws movies? The kid. Yeah, Mike Brody. Chief oh really? Son. Yep, he's in uh, all four. Obviously. Wow, good guess Andrew. Yeah. Well I was trying to think it had to be someone younger. Yeah, makes sense. Because when did the last one come out? Like 90 something? Mm, I think it was in the 80s. Was it the 80s? Yeah. Was there four? There was four. Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws, Jaws 3D, 3D, and Jaws the Revenge was four. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's been a long time since there's been any sort of a sequel or anything. I, I, I bet you, we're, I'm telling you, you said it, we're going we're gonna to see one. Up. There's going to be something. There's going to be some sort of a rumor, and I yeah. will lose my <clears throat> fucking shit. Yeah. All right, so I think with that, we're going to move on to our categories and talk about some of the things we usually do with regards to movies. Um, one thing that I, I skipped over here, Catherine, you'll be psyched because we're not going to talk about it. Hooray! I don't even uh, know where it is yet. The <laughs> ranking amongst 1975 horror movies. There is no need to rank. There's no need to rank. It's the best movie of 1975. Great! Albeit the best horror movie of 1975. When I looked, I think there was maybe only one other movie that I'd even heard of from a horror perspective from 1975. So we'll just skip it. I will start with you, Miss Catherine. Do you find Jaws scary? Yes, I do. Okay. Why it's do a, you it's find a it scary? Real life scare. Um, it's forever changed my life, and I will always be terrified of the ocean a little bit more than I ever was before I saw this movie. Andrew. Oh, it's terrifying. 
because it encompasses two of my most terrifying ways of dying. One, being eaten by an animal. Terrible. I would never... That would be awful. Mm-hmm. And two, drowning. Poor Quint. He basically gets both. Like, everyone in that basically dies. Well, you God. hope you I hope, I hope he's dead before he gets pulled in the water. It sure seems like he might yeah, be. But he might be alive for a little bit longer. Yeah. So then he kind of... So, but because all you got to drown for is like, what, 30 seconds and you're fucking... Maybe longer. Yeah. No, at that point, longer, well, you're not... Well, he's not holding his breath at yeah. that point because he just bit through his stomach. Yeah. So, I don't know. Terrifying. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. I mean, to me... Like I said before, there are movies that scare me more at this age, but at the time I saw it, it was the scariest movie I've ever seen, and there's a reason that it holds such a lasting impression over, you know, pop culture. It's Jaws. It's fucking scary. Made people scared of sharks, made people scared of the water. But, I mean, in terms of scenes that are scary, when Hooper dives down to go investigate Ben Gardner's boat, he looks in the hole in the hull, and there's a dead man with his eyeball popping out. When he sees that, that's fucking scary. The opening scene is scary. The scene where the boater that's trying to save Brody's son gets killed. That's scary. And his leg gets bitten off and floats down to the bottom of the ocean. I mean, Hooper in the cage. Mm-hmm. Seeing the shark swim by and then you don't know where it is. And all of a sudden it attacks him from behind. And the whole thing, like the shark is just gigantic. Even, even the scene when the shark gets killed finally at the end is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Because you still think. When they're, when they're swimming back to the beach, I'm like, there's another shark. Yeah, like, more, there had run. to have been more sharks. <laughs> Because many sharks would have come to feast on that corpse. Normally we talk about uh, cast replacements. I have none. There's no need to replace anybody in the cast. But I will offer you some casting alternatives. Unless any, of you, any either of you guys had a bone to pick with anybody. I don't think so, no. I, okay. I liked everything as it was. I thought I that mean, the, the casting was great. I may have replaced the shark. With an alligator? That would be Lake Placid. It wouldn't be no, I'm just Jaws. stupid. Unless you did, like, yeah, like, could you imagine they did, like, a CGI shark now? Ugh, fucking that terrible. That would be as good. Yeah. It's, it's not as scary, because you can tell it's different. And it was voiced by, uh, what's, like, having, have, like, a voice, like, Smaug and <laughs> Gollum. Yeah, yeah, like Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the shark. Who was, who did Gollum again? Uh, He's like Andy Circus. Yeah. <laughs> He's the shark. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> that'd be pretty good. So, uh, initially, Chief Brody, the role was offered to Robert Duvall, and Charlton Heston before ultimately going to Roy Scheider. I think Roy Scheider was perfect because he isn't the main character. Exactly. So if you put one of those guys in there, they're going to take They're immediately the biggest name in the movie, either of those two guys. Uh, And then for Hooper, Spielberg originally wanted John Voight and Jeff Bridges also interviewed for... uh, John Voight. Auditioned, excuse me, interviewed, auditioned uh, for Hooper. Do you think this is why John Voight ended up doing Anaconda at some point? Uh, I mean, it could have played a factor. My Anaconda don't... (laughs) My My Anaconda don't... What's the best death in this movie, co-hosts? Quince. Easily, right? The blood squirting out of his mouth. The, the wretched, those screams. Oh, yeah, dude, he, 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 dude, he, he sells it scene. big time. Like, oh, it's, ah. It really feels like he's getting eaten. Oh, yeah, he's getting chomped on in the gut. He spits out blood. He's getting swung around. He goes down his to the face, water. How awkward must oh. have that been to, like, act in? Like, you're being eaten by this rubber shark, mm-hmm. and you're, like, getting... I think that that's the most gruesome death, but, mm-hmm. like... Can you talk about the opening scene, Dad? You talk can. about it. I can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Really bringing it up. Yes. Um, I mean, the opening scene of Jaws is like you know these this couple who's like coming back from a bar. This it reminds me of myself. Like I have done this, mm-hmm. not necessarily the skinny dipping part. I think I only might have done that once out of the billions of Scandal. times. Scandal. <laughs> out of the 
Billions Scandal of in America's hometown. I, I didn't really go skinny dipping. Cat goes skinny awkward. dipping. No, I think that no, it didn't really. It only happened once, I think. Okay, that's okay. But go um, on. I honestly like I can relate to this opening scene so bad it drives me bananas. That like it's it's so scary to me because all of a sudden like I've I've gone swimming at night after going out to the bar and like taking a dip and then going home. That was like what I did in my twenties, like when I was still living at my parents' house before I moved out, before I met you, like that whole thing. Yep. And I just dicked around at my parents' house and got super drunk with all my friends. And, like, they'd crash and stay over and make a mess either at my house or Charlie's house over the summer. And, like, mm. we had a blast. But it resonates with me because I was, like, that girl. Like, I would be drunk and go swimming at night. And I didn't die, thank God. But mm. it, I could have... A million times, I'm sure. Oh, we said before you'd you'd be you'd, you'd, drown, you'd, be, you'd be the girl. Sw- well, that too. You'd be I the mean, girl swimming out to the buoy. Right. You'd be the girl swimming out to the buoy, and I'd be the guy that struggled to take off his clothes and then fell asleep on the beach. Right. <laughs> you want to yeah. know something truly horrifying? Sure. Speaking of that type of thing. Yes. So when we moved down to Georgia when I was younger, we were like five, six years old, and we'd go over to this friend's house. I think they lived in Savannah, right along the coast, and. They had this house. They lived on a lake. We'd always go swimming in the lake. I was like five, six years old. Like my parents were all from Massachusetts. We're just like, oh, it's a lake. Go swimming. And they had a dog. And so we get there the next time, and my parents are like, where's your dog? Like, oh, it was eaten by a gator in the lake that we swam in. I was about the size of that fucking dog. Like, I was. My parents are like, "Are you kidding me? We go swimming in there." Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) Jesus, like I could have been. I could have been terrified. How morbid! My God, right? That talk about real life scares. I wasn't eaten. Don't worry. Well, I'm still here. Uh, yeah. While we're on that, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. to uh, Pippin, the dog that gets eaten by Jaws know, in the movie. You just see the so stick floating sad. there. What kind of a movie is this? Has dogs being eaten? How you dare know you? They, you know they have no soul when they do that. Alex Kittner, the little that. boy, he could fuck right off the dog. Oh, come Black. on. Black. Come on. Soulless eyes? Um, I think he's, he actually Roll looks a lot white. like Otis. No, Black soulless eyes. Roll over white. What does he say? Black. Blackest eyes. eyes, like a doll's eyes. Can't like even tell it's dead eyes. Till it comes at you, till it bites you. Like a doll's eyes. Those eyes roll back white. Hear the terrible, high-pitched screaming, hollering, till they rip you to pieces. <laughs> He's such a nerd. You're a nerd. <laughs> that was pretty good. You're a nerd. I was very impressed by that. I think if they did do a reboot, you should go for Quint. Oh, oh my God. And just do 100% the same exact... Don't even be like, <laughs> no, we'd like to do your own thing. No, I'm just... You, there's no way you can replace that. You know, that, the beard so. kind of adds to it, Don't make me smile. Mike. Don't make me smile right now. The beard, the beard adds to it, I think. I've often the... dreamed of playing Quint in a movie. <laughs> now that's I've often dirty. dreamed of being a golf ball. <laughs> deep cut for all our Caddyshack fans out there. <laughs> Anywho, so we always talk about, for categories with movies, about whether or not a movie would make a particularly good haunted attraction. And this is the most excited I've ever been to talk about this because we <laughs> actually got a theme park attraction in multiple locations based on Jaws, which Cat, Andrew, and I all got to ride at various points in our life. Not of together. course. I'm talking about the Jaws attraction at Universal Studios Orlando, uh, which is now closed. It is still open at Universal Studios Japan. So if you go to Japan and Universal oh, let's Studios, go to Japan. 
fun. Yeah, I want to go to Japan and ride Jaws. After Jaws was released in 1975, Universal Studios in Hollywood. uh, Universal Studios in Hollywood had a backlot tram tour where they actually filmed their movies. That's how the concept of theme parks for Universal started. One of the scenes in the tram tour was basically a set from Jaws where an animatronic shark would jump out of the water and attack the tram while they were on it. When Universal decided to start competing with Disney in Orlando back in the 80s... Nope, it's the tram tour at Universal Studios. That is Hollywood. the worst oh. movie, worst ride in the world. Except for the, except for the, except for the alien part. Which one am I thinking of? Is that the one like from fucking Jurassic Park where you're on like that thing and you just go around? Isn't it the Muppets? The Great Movie Ride? No, no, no it's the Great Movie Ride was the one. It and was in MGM. It was. It had and, the Wizard of Oz, yeah. Gone with the Wind, Alien. You're on like that thing that just spins around like a like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like in yeah. that, what's that one in Epcot? It's similar it's in, like, to that. Rubber. Oh, it's Spaceship just... Earth. In the ball, yes, that oh, same oh, like. Oh, uh, Figment. Loved Figment. I did too. What were we just talking about though before that? <laughs> oh, Jaws, Alien, right. Alien. Encounter? In- you ever ride that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did too. Oh my that god, movie, it was so scary. That ride was so terrifying. terrifying. I was never been more scared in my life. But we digress. So this was actually part of the movie? Yeah, so when Universal decided they wanted to get into the theme park business back in the 80s, and they wanted to compete with Disney, and they wanted to move into Orlando and compete with Disney World, they decided to open Universal Studios Florida. Steven Spielberg was a creative consultant for this theme park. And the park opened with several attractions based on his movies. Back to the Future, uh, E.T., Jaws, of course. There was also a King Kong ride. There was an attraction based on Ghostbusters. Earthquake. Earthquake, the big one. So all awesome, cool movies. And they made a ride based on Jaws, which was opened from when the park opened in the early 90s until 2011. Or 12, actually. I think it was 2012. Cat and I had a chance to ride this the year before it closed. And it was a lifelong dream of mine to ride this ride. And I'm so happy that we got to do it before it actually closed. It's so awesome. Oh, it was a great ride. I mean, you could tell... when I remember when we rode it, like, you could tell it was an older ride. Like, it is just... It, it, was it needed totally, some love and care. It needed some upgrades or, like, a fresh coat of paint or, like, yeah. you know... It needed some love, for sure, but it was still a really good why, ride. But if you're going to make money off of it, why would you spend money on it? Well, because well, that's, you're that's the thing. Money, it's also, it's an original it. set. Yeah. It is, Like, you yeah. should just live Which, that's why it's so good, because it's actual physical sets. A lot of rides at parks now have, like, screens and simulators, yeah, so it's all fake. This had animatronic sharks. You're on a boat. You're in the water. There's real sets. There's fire. There's explosions. It was yeah, awesome. And those fires and those explosions at those rides, it was burning you your face. Feel the heat oh, coming yeah. up there. Oh, yeah. Like, every one of them, it's like, I may get fifth degree, look, fifth degree, third degree burns from it. Like, it's just like, no. But it's like, it's way so, worse like, than third like, degree wow, burns. Wow, that's worm as fucking shit. I'm saying mm-hmm. worm, 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 worm. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Worm is but no, but that's like burns. real heat. Yeah. Like, you feel like you may get hurt during one of those rides. Yeah. The, like, it yeah. may, like, I mean, it happened the in the movie. Maybe the fucking boat is going to sink. Like, yeah, you never knows? know. But yeah, sadly that ride is closed now. It had to make way for fucking another Harry Potter fucking attraction. Well, Harry Potter Land is very. Cool, it is though, cool. It's so very, right. very. Cool. Every theme park should gear itself more towards roller coasters because those are way more fun. Oh True. yeah. Sure. But the Jaws ride was a classic. Awesome. And also, so behind the scenes, it was very expensive to upkeep because they had all those fire effects as gas prices fluctuated. Mm-hmm cost to upkeep the ride got more and more expensive there's a lot of animatronics 
It was only open seasonally for a while, so it made sense that this was on the chopping block, which doesn't make it suck any less, but, you know, hey, if you're a sucker for the Jaws attraction like we are here, you can find uh, video ride-throughs on YouTube. There's a bunch of them, and it's just good to experience a little bit of nostalgic feels. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The Jowls Ride. Real quick, you said Quint is your MVP. He's also mine. Kat, do you have an MVP of this movie? The Shark. The Shark. Yeah. Because he wins. He until wins. he dies. He wins until he dies. He is... I mean, the real MVP should be fucking Shark Dude, Brody. and how Brody, old do you think that movie. shark was to be that big? He must have been an old shark, right? Yeah, well, that's the, con- that's the, the idea for the sequel is that in Jaws 2, it's one of the shark's babies. So right. he had babies. Also, or she had babies. Interesting enough, that seems like a possessed shark, because well, yeah, they yes. shoot it with like how many fucking things, and then they stab at it, and then uh, three barrels. Three barrels doesn't kill it. Mm-hmm. It's possessed. And why, if you were getting shot at by someone, would you keep attacking them? Right. Unless you're a possessed shark. Right. Yeah. Just a relentless force of nature. Yeah. Terrifying. All right, so with that being said, uh, if you are obsessed like Jaws, uh, with that being said, if you're obsessed with Jaws like I am, some additional content that you might want to look into because, hey, it's that time of year, it's summertime, interest in Jaws peaks, it's going to be on TV over the next few weeks and probably all of July every time you turn on the TV. This is the ultimate movie that Shawshanks me. I can't turn it off whenever it's on. A uh, couple things that might interest you. There are two documentaries about the making of this movie. One was released in 1995. It's called The Making of Jaws, which I checked today, is available on YouTube in its entirety. There's also another one called The Shark is Still Working from 2012. That's available on Vimeo. Can't find it anywhere else, or at least I couldn't find it anywhere else. And perhaps the best thing uh, that I've listened to or watched recently about Jaws is a podcast called Inside Jaws, which came out back in 2018. It's made by Wondery. They've also done, uh, it's a series they do, so they've done Inside Psycho, Inside the Exorcist, Inside Star Wars, and they did one called Inside Inside Jaws. the actor's studio. Yeah, like almost, yeah, with James Lipton. (laughs) Mr. Shark, (laughs) when you jumped out of the water, my favorite people... My favorite title of those documentaries is The Making of Jaws. Yeah, really leaves. Yeah, I know. I wonder what that could be. (laughs) Yeah, but the Inside Jaws podcast—it's basically it's a guy telling the story of how the movie was made. So if you're interested in the the behind-the-scenes stuff about how Steven Spielberg launched his career, how they made this movie, all the problems that he had to overcome when making it, and how it, you know, that probably made him the director that he is today. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he—he probably finishes a movie and goes, "Wasn't Jaws?" Yeah. Well, he admitted. Immediately after they finished, because he didn't know how big of a hit it was going to be, he thought for sure that his career was going to be fucking ruined because the movie was millions of dollars over budget. It took three times as long to shoot as they thought as they thought it would take. So yeah, he thought he was cooked. He thought he was all done, and he's turned into Steven Spielberg. So yeah. Any final thoughts on Yaws, my friends? One final thought, just to close it all up. Yep. So uh, Mayor Vaughn, mm-hmm. he draws. Eerily, eerily uh, similar to the way he handles the whole shark uh, pandemic, should we call it? <laughs> in the same way that Trump has handled like the coronavirus, like it's basically like the same guy. It kind it's of just is. Like when he with the shark tooth thing, when yeah. he's like, "Oh, I bet you'd like to publish that." <laughs> love, in love to prove that, wouldn't you? Yeah, get your picture in National Geographic. False, fake news. <laughs> like it's basically the same thing. He's like, no. Get I'm me sorry, Martin. I'm sorry, Martin. I'm not going to be part to somebody who's lining up to be a hot lunch. 
I know that you're not going to believe in this animal until it swims up and bites you on the ass. Just goes to show that it's such a relatable character because he's now our president. I want you to look at that billboard. I want you to look long and hard because those proportions are correct. <laughs> I could go all day, folks. You could probably Let's continue not. that movie. Really? You, should do, you should do like an Andy Serkis reading of The Hobbit. You just do. Oh, my God. I would fucking love to. Love to. Hey, Spielberg, contact me. I'll be cheap. I promise. Maybe not so much. 12 bucks an hour. Gato, any final thoughts on Yaws? Um, I liked it. I like that it's my new tradition to watch it on the 4th of July. I hate it because it's forever ruined my going out in deep water in the ocean. But I will survive. Talking about this has made me want to watch it now. I know. I know. I know. I've already already watched it. time after we're done. No, that's not happening. All right. That's fair. It's bedtime. I understand. Well... (laughs) Um, I love it. I wish. I mean, I wish I loved it sooner, but I'm kind of happy I waited so long to watch it. So it's 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 a new favorite for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, final thought. I've talked. I've gushed about it enough. But Jaws. Watching Jaws throughout my life has been a formative experience. It's basically why I love movies. Why I love horror movies. It scared the shit out of me. It's one of the best movies ever made. It's thrilling. It's suspenseful. It's got great acting. Great writing. Great special effects. An awesome plot by one of the best directors ever to do it in Steven Spielberg. So that's all that really needs to be said. I mean, if you haven't seen Jaws, have you ever really seen a fucking movie? And what are you doing? Go watch Jaws now! Unless you're now. cat. You see until you were like 20. 20. Probably older than... Well, no, definitely older than... Probably like 25. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh, that's <laughs> embarrassing. You should guess. be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. It's kind of... It's fucking embarrassing! No, it's not! It's, it's fucking embarrassing. I avoided it on purpose. My dad used to always say how terrifying it was, and that scared yeah. the crap out of me. Yeah. So I never That would have made it. me want to watch it even more. No! Absolutely <laughs> not. Not when I enjoy going to the beach so much. That's I like The Exorcist. People are like, you can't watch this movie. It's too scary. Uh, can I watch it now? Because I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So if you have some thoughts on Jaws, here's where you can connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, America's Hometown Horror. You can tweet at us at Hometown Horror. You can Instagram us, comment in our photos, or you know tag us in a photo, at Hometown Horror Pod. Or you can also email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you get all your podcasts. This has been another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. I'm joined by Andrew and Kat. As always, say goodbye to all your lovely listeners, folks. Adios, pantalones. Safe swimming, suckers. Farewell and adieu, all you Spanish ladies. Okay, bye, Mike. Farewell and adieu, all you ladies in Spain. I think it's time to end the podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Art Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus, we have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course Art. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners, and thanks for listening.